Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Happy day. It's Johnny King in the house. Welcome to another episode of the Johnny King Show. And I'm celebrating more or less one year of doing this. Crazy, crazy what has happened in the world. I do remember I started this before, this was right at the very beginning of March 2020, the Johnny King Show. And but I didn't start it with the idea that like, oh, this would be a great out, you know, uh, outlet for my thoughts and feelings during COVID because COVID, you know, I think really started to shut things down mid, mid-March, if I remember correctly. So anyways, thank you for joining me on the podcast. And if you've been listening for a while, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I just got back from a little hike this morning up at uh, Red Rocks Amphitheater. If you've if you've not uh, been to the Red Rocks Amphitheater in Denver, Colorado, it's one of the it's one of the premier outdoor music venues literally in the world. It's ridiculous. Like every single time it never it just never gets old. It's awesome. They're doing a bunch of work on it. Looks like they're putting on like a uh, like a bigger, taller um like ceiling to like over the stage area. Um, but it's so funny. I was literally driving in about 30 seconds from parking, listening to the radio, which is kind of random because I don't listen to the, the local radio that much at all. But I was for whatever reason. I'm driving into Red Rocks. I'm literally driving through this little tunnel uh, of the north, like west parking lot on the way in through this beautiful Red Rocks. And they're like, oh, great news. Denver has just announced that uh, starting July 1st, they're going to allow concerts with up to 80% capacity. I'm like, hell yes, as I'm literally driving into to Red Rocks Amphitheater. Anyways, it's just nice to have some like, oh, okay, life is starting to resort back to some sense of what we remember pre-COVID. Um, that's not even the point. I'm not, uh, this has nothing to do with what I want to talk about today, but that was your little news flash. There you go. Um, so what I did want to say is we're talking about a lot of what I've been talking about in the, in the past several weeks on the podcast about anger, apathy, how that has, um, you know, for, for years I've been kind of looking for the answer outside of myself, you know, and as much as you know, I'm in this industry as a coach. A lot of times it's, it's really easy to see challenges or blind spots or, you know, struggles in other people, limiting beliefs. And yet sometimes it's uh, even more difficult to see them in ourselves, right? They're, because they're blind to us. That's why it helps to have someone else see them because they can see them from the outside looking in. But for us, it's extremely difficult to, to see our own blind spots. Hence, why they're called blind spots, right? So, um, anyways, I'm, I'm just telling about this and that and how I've been working through 
the ups and downs, um, and also how it's just been having an impact on my relationship with my girlfriend, you know, and he was like, oh man, you know, he's been married for 35 years and he's like, dude, anytime that we start to struggle in our marriage, we just go to counseling, you know, and it's, it's saved our relationship on more than one time and more than one instance, because just there's that willingness for both of them, <clears throat> excuse me, to face the music to uh to communicate to bring someone else in who might give them some other tools to to elicit however they're feeling um and i think that's pretty cool just that willingness that even though they've been <clears throat> excuse me that they've been married for so long that they're still humble enough to seek support and to not settle for anything less than an amazing marriage and love right and so um as it relates to, to my experience, you know, I was telling him, I'm like, let's, let's just be honest. Like, <laughs> uh, I've not been showing up as my best self this past year, um, to have been able to start, you know, to, to, to get into a relationship with someone whom I've fallen in love with, who I cherish deeply in a time like COVID, which has been stressful in all, all of us regardless but then to have like a lot of the stuff be coming to the surface for me, which is my, <clears throat> my anger, right? Because I'm not an angry, I'm not necessarily like, uh, I'm certainly not a, a violent person whatsoever, right? Uh, I don't even think of myself necessarily as an angry person, right? However, um, you know, the fact that I've not been showing up as my best self in all areas of my life, you know, <laughs> shows that it really doesn't have anything to do with, let's say, my business or having to do with my relationship with my girlfriend or with my health. Like all those things are impacted, um, but it really has more to do with how I'm being with myself, right? And as my coach Christine Hasler says, like, how we relate to any issue is the issue. Okay. So when I was talking to, to my buddy hiking today, um, we were really talking about how, you know, when essentially when, when we're being so hard on ourselves or we start to point the finger and start to blame other people for him, at least he's like, that's my first red flag would be like, woohoo. Like, Okay, you're you're straying off, and he says he he calls it his uh, his his like Supreme Court justice, right? This judge uh, that's in his head that's wearing this big black you know cloak and and wields the what do you call it, the anvil, right? And like <laughs> slams it, and he's pointing at people, and he's judging, and this and that, and we're and like such this can be such a loud vocal uh, voice in our head where, you know, it's just as loud at, at judging other people as it is judging ourselves, if not even louder judging ourselves. You know what I mean? So it's interesting, though, because I was telling him how, <clears throat> man, it's just, it's just really, it, it, it's painting, painting, it's painful, <laughs> it's painting me if if I can say that, um, to see how a lot of these issues that, you know, that I've been working through just as a, as a, as a guy 
how it has collateral damage with, you know, my loved ones, my girlfriend at the time at right now or past relationships, my family members, um, all that stuff. You know what I mean? And so when I was also mentioning that to my coach, when I was having my call the other day, she was talking about, um, how it is with her husband at times and how she's experienced other men as well. You know, she's like, there's, it's, it's so interesting because men are taught <laughs> to, um, that they're more or less taught that they, it's not safe for them to express their anger, right? Because it's, uh, it can create a lot of distrust um, around other people, right? And yet at the same time, <laughs> men are also taught to, you know, or, or, or asked to be more emotional, right? Let's be, let's be more emotional. Let's just not be so focused on deriving our self-worth by, by how we provide, okay? So if we're, if we're being called upon to be men of greater emotional intelligence, and yet there is a large port, portion of our emotions that can't be expressed, well, then we get into this habit of suppressing and then blowing up, right? Suppressing and blowing up. Now, like I said, myself, a lot of other guys that I know, they aren't <clears throat> innately violent. And yet when you suppress all of those frustrations, the anger, the loneliness, the sadness, the depression, the disappointment, it then starts like uh, my buddy this morning said, he, he thinks of it as like putting his thumb over the the end of like a hose, right? And even though he's holding the hose, you have water spraying out, <laughs> going in opposite directions. He's like, I know that my relationship needs support when I start to feel like I'm going sideways, okay? And so I feel like, man, like if you're listening to this, there's a lot of us out there, myself included, don't get me wrong, that feel like at times, if not all the time, that life is starting to go sideways on us, right? So we can't express our anger, but then if you look at sports, as uh, as my buddy this morning was mentioning, I think it's a good example. <clears throat> a lot of a lot of athletes express their anger, that pent up anger, through sports. And he said, like basketball is a good example. Like basketball in the 1950s was like created by white Protestant boys that couldn't jump. He didn't say that he said he didn't say the couldn't jump part, but I threw that in there. Right. Um, but regardless, it, it like sports in general have become such like basketball. And this is not a racial racial comment at all. It's it's just become a lot more of a uh, physical full contact sport. Right. So even with baseball, which isn't really a contact sport in the sense of like athletes hitting athletes, but the whole thought is like we're, <laughs> you know, they want to hit the ball as hard as they can, right? They, you know, there's each and every single season, there's brawls, right? Where a pitcher will throw out a batter and then next thing you know, the both benches are cleared and it's a straight up, you know, brawl, for, <laughs> brawl fest. Same thing with hockey. There's, you know, fighting is allowed, um, football obviously we've seen so many like fights break out i mean the whole 
football is inherently so violent regardless. Um, but a lot of male sports are really, really, really angry. And we were talking about this when we were hiking, that this is this is the result of, you know, boys being told to sit down, be quiet, mind their manners, be good little boys. They're not really allowed to express when they get angry, you know. Oh, you shouldn't cry, don't cry. <clears throat> boys, little boys don't cry. Don't cry like a girl, uh, yada, 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 right? And yet then we grow up as men and we're still doing these same type of coping mechanisms or behaviors, but then it starts to spring leaks. The pressure builds and, you know, things pop, right? So it's either suppressing or, <laughs> you know, blowing up, let's just say, right? But the challenge, the cost of that in our relationships too whether we're talking about, you know, opposite sex or same sex relationships, it doesn't matter. It's still just that the energies between masculine and the feminine, the feminine has to have a safe place to land. She, she, or it, uh, doesn't have to be a she, just that feminine energy has to be, has to feel safe. There has to be a container for, for it to feel safe, for it to fully express itself. Okay. But if there is passive aggressive or if there's anger or there's sadness or lethargy or, you know, apathy and then high expressions of anger and yelling and fights and, you know, none of that really creates a safe space for the feminine to, to land and to be all that it wants to be, Okay. And so my coach, Christine, was talking about in her marriage, you know, there's, there's been a difference between how her husband shows up at times, you know, because we're all, we're all guilty of this, I think, as, as men as well. Sometimes we show up and we show up like we're frustrated, we're judgy of ourselves, um, we're just being really hard on ourselves. And yet, there's still like a groundedness, Right. So there's different ways that I show up with my girlfriend where I'm just venting. I just got to get this shit out. I'm pissed. Um, I'm really frustrated. I'm angry. And yet it doesn't come across as super insecure. It doesn't come across as less masculine. It's just like, I mean, she does it too. She'll come home. She'll have a, a, a kind of a shitty day and she just needs to vent. And once she's done venting, she'll feel so much better. Guys need to do that too. That is part of the pressure release valve that is healthy, right? Versus always just kind of saying, oh, it's fine, you know, it's fine, everything's good, fine, feelings internally never expressed, you know, <laughs> feelings that are being kept inside, got to avoid that, gentlemen, got to avoid that, and especially if you're, if you're a female too and you feel like you're, you express a lot of masculinity in terms of like trying to keep it contained and keep it you, you know, like the masculine likes to minimize things, likes to make things that are big and make them really, really small, okay? The feminine will do the opposite. We'll take things that are small and a lot of times we'll magnify them to feel the experience, right? It's what gives life a lot of the, the joy and expression that we, that we love. And yet, I'll say if there is, if you're showing up in your relationship, masculine energy, whether you're a man or a woman, but you're kind of more of the masculine coded or hardwired individual in the relationship and you're showing up like insecure and um, just kind of 
in, coming from a place where there's not a whole lot of groundedness or strength, that will then call on the feminine to have to hold the container essentially, right? But, she, you know, the, the feminine will never ultimately have the full trust to be herself fully unless the masculine can support her at times. Okay, because it's a yin and a yang. I'm not saying that... Um, that the masculine has to necessarily come first and sit there and be heart open and create that safe place for the feminine to land. It can go other the other way, right? But the masculine and the feminine, they both kind of have to hold space for each other at different times to allow each other to be connected to our pains and to our anger and to our frustration and our hurts, right? And a lot of times letting that out and having that safe place and trusting that in someone else, it doesn't even have to be an intimate partner. It could just be a friend, a coach, you know, a sibling. That is such a big process or part of the process of, you know, getting that anger out, uh, getting the feelings out so that you don't run into, you know, blow up, <laughs> right? And that will allow you to get those things out and then to allow you to show up as your best self, Right. You will never ultimately achieve the level of fulfillment because you could still be hugely, quote unquote, financially successful, but still like a drug addict or a porn addict or a gambling addict or whatever, if you're not actually dealing with these things that we feel shame about, that we're bottling up, that we're suppressing. You know what I mean? So yes, we can all be very hard on ourselves. We can all have that Supreme Court justice, who that, that judge who you know, can be extremely hard on, on ourselves, but we have to work hard to get beyond that and not give so much power away to that judge, that judgment, that judger in, inside of our heads, you know, um, because it's just exhausting. It's exhausting if that's the place we come from and it's exhausting on our, you know, our loved ones that are there to support us, right? You have to be willing to support and to receive the support because that's the only way that love is going to get in. It's the only way that love is going to heal our paths, our, our pasts, <laughs> heal our path. So anyways, that's all I got for you. Uh, I hope that resonated. I hope that kind of lit a little fire in you, gave you some ideas of how to start, you know, creating little healthy pressure relief valves as you are going through life, struggling, you know, with these emotions that you're feeling so you don't blow up and don't hurt <laughs> other loved ones of yours, right? So anyways, thank you for joining me. Thank you for uh, for being a, a fan, whether this be the first episode you're listening to or this is the 158th, the 158th episode, which is what I believe that we're on, give or take. Um, it's been a good year. It's going to be an even better next year. So any thoughts or feelings, always feel free to hit me up. Um, otherwise, make it a great day and just keep working on yourself, man. You are Your psychology is the bottleneck to experiencing the abundance or the lack thereof in your life. Okay, That's the one thing that you have control over, which is amazing. And you can open up that bottleneck to flow freely or you can just you know, bury your head in the sand and squeeze it and just kind of more or less squeeze off any good coming in from your to your life. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're the type of person I believe that is always working on themselves and believes that healing is possible, believes that abundance is possible, 
and know that that is the greatest example that you can leave for future generations. So until we meet again, have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. All right. Peace. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at Johnny King, Facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.